What is up, guys? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And this is, I am, I don't know what the fuck I was about to say. You know what? It doesn't even fucking matter. You know how it goes. Here we are, the MFCEO Project, episode 149. And we're going to talk about my favorite subject, which is money, 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 money. (laughs) Listen to the money talk. Tyler. You just fucked that up, Vaughn. No, I didn't. Money, 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 money. money. No, ACDC. Come on. Money. Listen to the money talk. All right, look. Money. (laughs) Tyler, you got to do it right. Money, 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 money. Money. That's right. That's what we're going to fucking talk about today. And you know why? Because it's fucking important. I'm so sick of this attitude of like, oh, money doesn't matter. Oh, you know what? I'm living in the world of fucking free spirits and rainbows and, and uh, you know, burlap fucking potato sack clothes. And <laughs> you know what? Money doesn't matter to me because I'm a fucking children of the fucking universe. Get the fuck out of here, man. You know, people who say money doesn't matter don't have any fucking money. Or they have so much that they forgot how much it matters. And that's the reality. All right? And if this is your first time, I'm going to warn you. I'm feeling angry today. Like, angry. Like, my tolerance for humans is at an all-time fucking low because I'm so fucking tired of the attitude that most of you fucking put out. All I see all day on the fucking internet are the motivational quotes, these fucking motherfuckers with other people's cars and other people's houses and other people's shit trying to act like there's some kind of fucking baller. I don't see any real fucking shit going on. All I see is a bunch of pretend shit. I see everybody who hasn't done a goddamn thing putting out motivational memes and quotes. When the fuck are you guys going to realize it? it doesn't matter how many fucking quotes you type or how many pictures you take with somebody else's fucking car. It matters what the fuck you do. It matters how much work you put in. It matters what you're doing on a day-by-day, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute basis over the course of 10 fucking years. And I'm so sick of this fucking online garbage that everybody keeps putting out there like they're some kind of fucking Tony Robbins disciple. Get the fuck out of here, man. If you're going to preach motivation, if you're going to preach entrepreneurship, if you're going to fucking talk about success... Let me see your fucking success. Let me see your shit. Let me see what you've built. Because there's a huge fucking lack of people out there that have actually built anything that are talking about being an entrepreneur. And I'm sick of it. I'm fucking over it. Like, dude, I I don't even like getting on the internet. Because all I see is these wannabe dudes that think that if they post enough fucking motivation shit, that eventually their bank account's going to grow. And that's just not the case. You know what's going to grow your bank account is you doing the right things consistently over time, creating a product, shipping a product, making your customers extra happy, bringing value. How many of you motherfuckers even know what that means? You talk about it a lot on the internet, but what do you think bringing value means? It means making someone's life better. It means improving their situation. It means taking somebody and making them better after an interaction with you than they were before the interaction with you. That means your product has to do that. That means your people have to do that. That means you have to do that. 
But so many of you are caught up in this bullshit entrepreneur world that's out there in fucking internet land. You know, you talk all this shit, you repeat everything that you hear, all these buzzwords, buzzwords, but what the fuck do you do? You don't do a goddamn thing. And dude, I'm fucking sick of seeing it. Like, if you can't show me your success, quit posting about success, shut your fucking mouth, and go do the work for 10 years, then come back and talk about the success and the lessons you learned and the perspective you have. You know, let's talk about these 22-year-old fucking kids out there that are out there fucking talking about success and what you need to do when they haven't done a goddamn thing. I can't be the only one that's tired of this. I can't be. And, dude, some of the people that you all think are credible are fake as fuck, too. I can think of a fucking, I can count on one hand the motherfuckers out there that actually built something. Dude, pay attention to who you fucking follow. Jesus Christ. Anyway. I told somebody the other day that one of the reasons that I really loved working for you was it took 17 years of working and probably, what, Seven or eight years of million dollar results before you published your first motivational post, dude. That's seventeen because, years. Yeah, but but Vaughn, what makes me have the right to talk that shit before then? That's what I don't like. Right. That's what I don't like. I don't like these young fucking punk kids talking all this bullshit, playing quote unquote playing the part with nothing to fucking show for it. I don't like it. Dude, it bothers me to my core because they, you ask them and they're saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm just, Andy, you're fucking dogging me out and I'm putting out positivity. Well, you know what? You're also setting bullshit fucking uh, beliefs up about yourself. You're talking out your ass. You don't fucking know. You're repeating shit that you've never even been through. And dude, that's not cool. That's not motivating. You look like a fucking clown to anybody who's really done it. You know, you might be able to trick the fucking 17-year-old kids out there because you went and took a picture with your fucking, with that one dude that you know, uh, his Rolls or his Lambo, and you took some pictures for IG and posted them. You might be able to fool those kids. But, dude, you're not fooling somebody who's really done it. You know, and I don't think it's very hard to tell who is the real fucking deal and who isn't. And, you know, dude, I'm just tired of it, man. Like, I'm sick of it. It, may, it honestly... And you know I go through this like once or twice a year, but it honestly makes me want to quit fucking posting anything. Like it makes me want to quit doing the podcast, quit doing the fucking po- Instagram posts, quit doing all the shit I'm doing because like I feel like I'm talking to people that don't fucking get it. You know, they, they, they're they so in love with the idea of success and they're so in love with the idea of having the money, but they have no fucking idea what it's going to take to fucking get that money and what it's going to take to get that success. And dude, they love the posts. You know, you know what's fucked up, dude? I post a picture of that fucking coffin yesterday on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. You saw it, right? Yeah. With the very, flag on it. it. Very powerful. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that fucking post gets less likes than my fucking Lamborghini posts. Right. That's fucking bullshit. That bothers me to my fucking soul. You know what I'm saying? And it's reflective of people's attitude. Like, they they don't understand sacrifice. They don't understand work. They don't understand the, the price that has to be paid, okay, to get success. They just want success. And, dude, that 
the instant gratification attitude for all of you guys listening is what's always going to keep you broke. It's what's always going to keep you being the fake baller. It's going to be the guy who has, you know, $0 in his bank account, but he's wearing fucking $400 Yeezys or whatever the fuck they, they're called. It's not only that they don't understand sacrifices, that they don't value it. And they, they, yeah, they, they don't want respect the, they want it. The, they, don't, they want the satisfaction without valuing the sacrifice. Yeah, dude, I had a fucking yeah. kid tell me like, hey, bro, it's cool that you're successful, but it took you fucking 12 years. Well, no shit, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what it fucking takes. Right. You know, like their, their, their minds are so fucking warped now. You know, I mean, dude, it really, it, I really shouldn't even be bitching because it sets me up to continue to dominate the marketplace and everything that I do because I understand what it fucking takes. But when my mission is to legitimately help people understand money, understand success and understand how those things come about it's very frustrating to like see like it, the internet is so, so fucking full of bullshit. Like, dude, like, you know, all these dudes, and I mean, dude, it's no secret. Everybody knows we're putting together like an academy of courses and things like that, that we're going to have, you know, that are going to be basically me teaching people exactly how to do things step by step. We've talked about it before. Out of all the people out there doing that, there's like one other dude that I could think of that is a legitimate motherfucker doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Which is Grant. You know, and people make fun of Grant because he's like, you know, you're, you're, he's, you know, how he talks and he's got that <laughs> swagger about him. And they, they're like, yeah, he's, he's like a fucking salesman. It's like, yeah, but he's also like the best salesman on fucking earth. He's done it. And second of all, he's built a $500 million real estate portfolio. Uh, pretty sure the motherfucker knows a couple things about being in business. Plus, how he talks, how he acts—that's just who he is. So, I, I love him, dude. dude. I, I do too. He's a, it I'm comes a huge, across so genuine, dude. He's a genuine dude. He is, yeah. You know, like dude, I mean, a lot of people. Dude, think you know that what people like, don't? You know, people don't understand about Grant is that, like, and they, and I'm going to tell this story because I think it's, I think it makes a, a good point here. You know, he asked me to come down and speak at 10x, which I was happy to do. And normally, I get paid, and I, I take, I, I charge a lot to get fucking speak. Uh, usually, I get 50 grand to speak, and. I asked, uh, he asked me to come do it for free. And I'm like, well, absolutely, dude, because I like him. Absolutely, I'll come do it for free. No problem. You know, he's my boy. Uh, it was an awesome event. Dude, the guy goes out and buys me a $30,000 watch and gives it to me as a thank you. You know what I mean? After I did the fucking that's event. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's just the kind of dude he is. Like, he's, he's, he's a genuine fucking cool ass dude. You know what I mean? And, uh, People don't really, dude. I'm just so sick of the fakers. To get to the bottom line, like. But while you're on the topic, I want to I want to bring up something. It's not just the people who have an issue with they don't want to sacrifice. They would just want the satisfaction. But something you've you've said before too, is this constant voracious appetite for the quote unquote secret. And I was reading an article that I think you would have loved. I was reading an article about Nick Saban. Yeah, And, uh, of course, I don't know how anybody would not know who Nick Saban is, but he's got five national championships now in college basketball. Football. And uh, is it four? Or is it Football. Five? Football. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Football. And um, Money, 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 money. <laughs> and they were interviewing money. him. And the, uh, the GQ, <laughs> this was for like GQ or something or Esquire, and they were interviewing him and they said, you know, like, so what's the secret to Nick Saban? And the writer said, and he included this in the article, that he got this like death stare from Saban. And Saban's answer was, 
the secret to Nick Saban is that there's no secret. Like, it's hard work. It's wanting it more than anybody else. And, and the guy came back and said, well, so what I understand is that you keep your whole process or of your success really like mysterious. He goes, no, that's a total lie. He said, I, I'm very straightforward. I let everybody know what we do because I know they're not going to do it. Dude, I, Tyler, how many times have I said that in our fucking meetings over the years? hundred times. Right. I said, dude, I'll give my fucking, because dude, I get asked all the time. They're like, dude, you give out all this information on your podcast. Are you worried about your competitors stealing it? And no, because I know they're not going to fucking do the work. Right. It's too hard. Right. He says, Nick Saban says, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. So you can tell people what to do, but they're not necessarily going to do it the way they Dude, need look, to do man, it. Dude, look, man. Our society thought is it was really good. Our society is weak as fuck. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. Everybody's got an excuse. Everybody has a, you know, a justification for their lack of results. Everybody has a whiny little story that they tell to all their friends and their family about why this guy over here has all the shit they want and why they don't have it. Everybody has it. That's all we see. That's all we hear. That's all the things that we, we see on TV and the stories we see on people's whiny little Facebook posts, you know. But if you're the guy who's actually doing it, and you're the guy who's actually making shit happen, and you're the guy who is actually doing the work, you know, people look at you and they point the finger and they say, well, he's got this this going for him or that going for him or this and this and this, so that they could justify themselves. And, and dude, we just live in a weak, sad, pussified fucking state of, of society right now. Right. And, um, you know, I don't think that, I don't see a change in I just don't. You know what I mean? I think we're going to have to... I mean, maybe it's always been this way, right? Like, me and Gary Vaynerchuk got in, in a fucking argument one time here at headquarters when he was here about... He he said, you know, every generation's like this. It just seems like it's not like this. And I, I, I said, I don't know, you know? like I don't, we, And we got a little disagreement about it. And uh, not So the greatest, the greatest generation has had an entitlement complex? Dude, you know... I mean, is that what he's saying? No, I, I, no. He just said that every generation has its fucking losers, and when well, you fo- certainly, when you yeah. focus on the losers, yeah. then that's what you choose to see. But, um, but I feel like there is a. I feel like with today, the way that the internet promotes instant gratification and being a baller and being successful and all this. I feel like it paints a false picture of what it really takes way more so than what was the picture painting when I was in, you know, 17, 18 years old. Like when I was 17, 18 years old, I knew that if I was going to be successful, it was going to take a fucking long time. Right. I knew that I was going to have to work my ass off. I, I did not expect to be, uh, you know rolling around in exotic cars at 22 years old. Did I want those things? Yeah. But did I think it was like legitimate reality? No. But today, because we have all these fuck faces on the internet telling people that that's the way it is. And first of all, it makes people think it's reality. Second of all, when they're nowhere near that and they've been working their balls off for two years, they think they're doing something wrong. And when in reality, they could be on the right track. It could just take five, six, seven, eight, nine years for them to fucking get where they want to go. And because people are painting this false picture, it's causing people who would otherwise be successful to quit prematurely, which is damaging. You know what I mean? That That's not morally okay. And like, dude, I personally don't think it's morally okay for someone who hasn't built a real company or become 
you know, successful in, in real life to sell a fucking program about how to be successful or to write a book about how to be successful or to be, you know, putting that out there like there's some kind of fucking life coach. It's not right. I mean, am I missing something? No, you're absolutely right. And a huge part of just the whole <laughs> unraveling of our culture is the way that people, you know, view earning money, you know, and, and the whole concept of money, which I know is something that you wanted to talk about in this yeah. in this episode, obviously. Well, I think you just had it. You said it right there. Earning earning right. money. You know, everybody's like, oh, I want to make bank. I want to make money. I want to I want to make all this money. You don't fucking make money. You earn money. You trade money for value. You trade money for a solution. You trade money for a service. You trade money for making other people's lives better. And that's a concept that's getting lost because of all the shit that we've talked about for the last 20 minutes. Right. Or whatever it's been. So playing devil's advocate, is that just splitting hairs? If somebody says, well, I want to make money, should we really correct them? I do. Every time. Tell me why. Because I truly feel like there's an issue with understanding that earning money is an actual trade. I don't think that people understand that. I think they lose that. I think that you, you when I look at money, every fucking dollar I, I make, I look at like a trade for something I've given to somebody else. How have I improved their, their situation? You know, when I walk out in the warehouse and I see 100 fucking pallets ready to go every day, I don't, I don't look at those pallets and say, oh, yeah, we made so much money. I literally look at those pallets. And you can ask the guys that work out in the warehouse and say, look at this. Look how many people were helping improve their lives. Look how many people were making their lives better. Look how many people are finding a solution in our products. And I mean that. And that's how I see it. And because I see it that way, you know, earning money to me is very simple. But because it's painted so differently in society, you know, that it's just supposed to come out of the sky or, you know, you're going to buy this program and be a millionaire and, you know, all these quick fix things, people lose the correlation between earning and making. Right. You know what I mean? And it's the scammers that make money. Yeah. And dude, I mean, if you really, I don't know, like, it's just such a, it's such a frustrating thing for me because I feel like it's, it's very obvious, but I feel like you're fighting an uphill battle because there's a million more fucking scammers out there doing what we talked about as there are people teaching real business, right? like how to really build a business. So uh, we jumped right into uh, how you see our relationship to money, whether we earn it or whether we make it. But uh, let me back up just for a second because I think it's important that we, you know, some people think that money's the greatest thing on the world and it's the key to happiness. And then on the other extreme, you have people that almost think it's dirty. Like, you know, they misquote the Bible and they say it's the root of all evil, which is not what the Bible says. It says love of money, like if you love money more than people, right. then that's that's evil, obviously. Right. What do you think about money? What is its essential nature? Sorry, Dude, that was a pretty philosophical no, question, I, but no, I'm gonna answer. You know, money's a necessity. It's something you need. And people I I'm gonna talk about both extremes, okay? People who say 
money is bad, money is evil, money is this. I can promise you they were brought up in a household that didn't have any fucking money. And that's their justification for, for being where they are in life. Instead of saying, hey, I didn't do the work, or hey, I didn't take advantage of this opportunity, or hey, I made poor decisions, or hey, I should have done this and this and this and accepting the responsibility, they choose to, to send a belief out into the world that money is a bad thing, and then they say, well, I, I really love the life I have, you know, and I don't need money. I don't need this. I don't need that. And they tell their kids that for 20 fucking years, and what do their kids grow up believing? That money's bad. And that the only way to get money is to fucking screw people over and to take advantage of them and to do things that are immoral. And if you have money, that means you did all these immoral things and you're a bad person. And if you teach somebody that for 20 years, what are they going to believe? That. Right. And what are they not ever going to have? Money. Right. Because you, you would naturally avoid something you, th- you thought was bad. Right. Right. So, I, you know, you have... You have, and that, and that, and we've talked about this before on previous podcasts, but that comes from a, a, a 70 year, I mean, let, let's talk about this just real quick. You know, back, you know, in the 1800s, the only way to earn money was provide a legitimate product, a legitimate service, uh, you know, make somebody's life better, make a better product, provide a solution, all things that are good. You know, they help people. You you help this dude by selling him a you you made his ass more comfortable by selling him a nicer saddle that cost more money. You know what I'm saying? Right. You were you made it easier for him to hunt because you sold him a rifle that cost more that actually shot straighter. You made it easier for him to mend his fences because you made a barbed wire that didn't break. I mean, all of these things are legitimate improvements and people are happy to pay for them. So you didn't have situations where scamming went on like it, like you did the ne- you know from the the dawn of big media to the end of big media which is now which was the 1930s the late 30s all the way up until what's going on right now you had a situation where you had radio print and television all which took a lot of resources to advertise on and you you had a situation where there was no accountability because people had no voice. So companies could could legitimately, if they could come up with the capital, advertise a product that didn't really do what what people what it, what it's supposed to do. People would buy the product, and it would take years and years and years for the word of mouth to spread that this product's not as good as what they say it is. And that all changed with the, with the invention of the internet and social media, and uh, you know accountability with people and giving people a voice. Whereas 20 years ago, if I had a bad experience with a company uh, and I, and you, let's say you lived in Kansas and I lived in Missouri, you know, I might not see you for five years and I might see you at a high school reunion or something. And, and the conversation wouldn't even probably come up, but it would only come up by chance. Let's say you were wearing a shirt of that product and I'd say, Oh dude, I tried that shit sucked. Right? Like, there's no chance. Now you have a situation where people can actively voice their reviews in many different ways. Amazon reviews, Angie's List, uh, you know, fucking Yelp, uh, Facebook, Instagram. There's instant feedback. So if I get a bad product in the mail today, I could post about it today. You'll know about it today. And guess what? That product will never get off the ground because the word of mouth is instantly spread, which protects people from 
people getting scammed. Now, are there still scams out there? Absolutely. But but their shelf life is a lot shorter. Fuck yeah. You can't do it for 20 years no. like you used to be able to do it with big media. And so with big media, it was a self-fulfilling deal, right? Like they could sell these scam products, make a shitload of money, buy a shitload more media, and sell a shitload more product. And it fed the scam mentality and, and, the, and the scam, you know, machine. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. So you could, so you could own the fucking media with a product that didn't do its job. And our parents grew up in that age, which is why our parents say things like, well, the only way to get money is to scam people out of it, blah, 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 blah. Right? Right. And then you grow, you have a whole generation of people who think money's fucking bad and blah, 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 blah. And the only way to get it is to be a bad person. When in reality, the only way to make money is to do the right thing. The only way to make money right now sustainably is to provide a value service product that improves people's lives. And if you want to make a lot of fucking money, you've got to make a product that improves people's lives to the point where they cannot help but use the tools of the internet, social media, and reviews to write raving reviews and recommendations for you. So now you've taken a situation where it used to be, oh, I could fucking lie to people and you've made it where the better I treat people, the more value I provide, the more money I make. So what's morally wrong about that? What's morally wrong about solving people's problems and trading that solution for money? What's wrong with, with making people happy and trading that, salute, that happiness for money? There's nothing wrong with it. And so now we live in an age where the more money you make, it's almost reflective of how morally correct of a business person you are. It's changing the tables. It's changing. It's turning the whole tide. And it's funny because you still see companies out there trying to operate in the I'm going to scam people mentality, but using the new tools. And all it does is speed their death. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And dude, I've, we've witnessed this in our industry a couple times in the last couple of years with some of the bigger brands who were at the top of the game got caught cheating people and it fucking ruined them instantly. And I mean, overnight, like in, in a day. And that's what happens now. So now, you know, to, to be sustainable, you've got to be legitimate. You've got to be the real deal. And people, people don't understand yet that the amount of money you make is extremely reflective of the amount of value you provide people and, and the amount of good that you do. And if you could grasp that now before everybody else starts understanding it, you could be ahead of the curve. And something I'm definitely distilling from what you're saying is that how you handle money can be good or bad. How you uh, use it, how you earn it, how you make it, how, whatever terms we're going to use. And I, 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 let's just say to people throughout this, this podcast, just by virtue of habit, I'm sure we're going to use the terms earn and make interchangeably. But the point is, is that it sounds like you're saying money itself is neutral. It's it, it, it's it's like a gun. A gun exactly. can be a gun can be a, a instrument to defend freedom, and it could be a murder weapon. Exactly. It's how you use it. Or it and, could be nothing. Or it could be nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> look, man. Everybody's got their beliefs on money. Everybody's got their own little opinions on money, blah, 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 blah. The people who are most opinionated don't have any fucking money. It's just the way it is. Right. And I can tell you right now, 
you don't have any fucking money right now, you're not making money right now, it's because you're not providing value to people around you. You're showing up, you're clocking in, you're clocking out, you're doing the minimum, you're going home at fucking 4.30, you're probably drinking a beer on the fucking couch and watching The Walking Dead, and you don't give a fuck about the company you work for or the customers that you that you deal with. That's truth. If you're not making enough money, that's you. Period. And you can argue that all day long, but we live in a society right now where the more value you provide, the better job you do, the more the more good solutions you provide other people, the more money you're going to make. And if you're not in an, in an, you know, I can hear it already. Well, my company doesn't recognize that. Well, whose fucking fault is that that you're still there? It's not my fault. Maybe you should change fucking companies. If you don't work in a company that values people who solve fucking problems for customers and make them happy and makes the company more money and then rewards you by paying you more money for your job, you're in the wrong company, bro. You should probably look at making a fucking switch somewhere. Don't blame me for telling the truth and say it's not accurate. You're the one making the bad decision. Or if they say that too, I mean, something that you always tell people is you're not just going to hand people money. So that that could also that be is a thing. another thing. Yeah. Like, dude, you see a lot of people who think that they're like, I do, I I do everything, blah blah blah, and I go with that. Did you ask for a raise? No. <laughs> right. Well, it's not the company's obligation to come give you money. It's your obligation to be so fucking good at what you do that if you go to your boss and you say, Hey, I I need a raise. I, I want to make more money. I did this, this, and this. Concrete shit that you could show. Not, I'm going to do this, this, this if I get the raise, which is what a lot of people say, which doesn't fucking work in real life. Okay? I did this, this, and this. I think I'm worth this. And if I don't get this, I'm, I'm not going to be able to work here. Now, if you could confidently go say that to your boss and you have really brought that value, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get fucking paid. And if you don't get paid there, you're going to get paid somewhere else. But it's not the the CEO or the manager or the upper management's responsibility to come to you and say, oh, hey, Tony, you're doing such a great job. Here's some fucking money. No. Be a fucking man and learn how to come to somebody and have a conversation about money. That's another thing, is that a lot of people think there's some kind of awkward, you know, taboo thing about talking about money you know we're taught as and i know where it comes from i mean they tell you that in school they tell you that growing up you know talking about money is rude uh no it's not talking about money is a fact of fucking life so you should never feel embarrassed or ashamed or um scared to have a conversation with someone about your career and the money you make because if you don't have those conversations you're not going to make any more money I have to reemphasize a, a point you make, though, because the only way you're going to have confidence to approach your boss like that is if you actually have produced res- results. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're not going to snowball your boss and thinking that you did all kinds of shit when you right. didn't really do it. Right. Which right. is what people try to do that too. So you know that a lot of people that listen to us, I would say the majority, we'll we'll give give them some credit. Um, they are motivated. They're motivated to earn money. But uh, you and I have talked about. I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or just in a one-on-one discussion, but you talked about how you yourself went through kind of a transformation or an evolution to where when you first started out, you were, yeah, you wanted to earn money, period. Right. But then as you got older and got more experienced, it, it almost like... 
well, dude, I'm speaking from experience yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like you, you almost transcended that specifically money to where you there was something higher driving you, and that became more sustainable. You want to talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah. When I was young, I was the same as all these other kids. I wanted to fucking have all the shit. I wanted the cars. I wanted the houses. I wanted to be awesome. I wanted all the girls to like me. I wanted to make all kinds of money. And, you know, I, I, all I cared about was bringing in money and making money. And I didn't understand earning money yet. I didn't understand what that meant. So my first 10 years in business, people were like, well, you didn't make much money for 10 years. Well, this is why. And this is what I'm telling you. I focused on making money. And my first three years, I made $0. My next seven years, I made $695 a month. Um, and I never made any money. And I got to a point in business where, uh, you know, I, I started, I sort of accepted the fact that I might not make a lot of money, but I, but I liked what I was doing. Um, I specifically liked, like in my business, we're in the nutritional supplement business, I loved when people would walk out of the store and then come back in six months later, a different person, you know, down a hundred pounds or up 30 pounds. And they would come in and they would be so excited and so grateful and so appreciative. And they were different people. And I loved that about our business. I thought it was awesome. And so I got to a point where I wasn't really, you know, financially being successful and, I say, you know what, I, I'm not making a lot of money here, but I love this about my job. And I just said, well, you know what, I'm just going to try to do that. Like, I'm going to try to make these people happy. I'm going to try to get them results. Uh, you know, I don't really care if I make money anymore. I just care about how many people I can impact coming in, you know, the doors. And uh, that year we doubled business. <laughs> Uh, the next year we doubled business again and we doubled business for five years straight in the, one of the worst economies ever in the history of the of United States. And you know why we doubled business? Because I cared about our fucking customers. I cared about the results they were seeing. I made sure that I was giving them all the value I could. I made sure I was giving them all the education I could. I made sure our team understood that our job is to give people results. And when we focused on those things, the money always came as a byproduct. And that's what people don't understand is that money's a byproduct of, of solution. You know what I mean? It's a byproduct of quality. It's a byproduct of making people happy. It's a byproduct of great service. It's a byproduct of making people your friend. And when you are constantly thinking about how much you can get, it, you, you know, you can't focus on how much of a great job you're doing for your customers. And, you know, when, when I, when I flipped that switch and for me, I'll be the first guy to admit it. Like it was, it was out of like frustration where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not going to make any money. I'm just going to try to do this. And when I started doing that, I figured it out. And then, uh, you know, that's kind of when it all started kind of clicking for me in my brain. And now, you know, I don't think you'll find a person or a company, uh, or a group of people on earth and that cares more about other people and their results and the quality of our products and following through and make sure people are happy than the people that work for our companies because everybody understands that. And you know what? It's easy to get people motivated for a purpose. It's a lot easier to get people motivated for a purpose than it is for a paycheck. And people don't really understand that. Which, you know, we just, I just had an article come out on Mashable today about millennials. This is off the subject. 
But all these motherfuckers bitch about millennials and say millennials are worthless and they're pieces of shit and they're this, they're that, this. I don't know. We're, we're doing pretty good and our whole company is made up of fucking millennials. And you know why we do so good? Because our millennials are driven by purpose. And we have a fucking purpose here. And our purpose is to get motherfuckers results, make their lives better, make people happy. And when you can do that, the money's going to be there. You know? So. So that's the approach to earning money that's customer centric that you've repeated again and again. But I do know, I do know that there also is an approach to earning money that, um, that is focused on yourself. Meaning it, you, there's, there's something that you've told me again and again, that there's something about yourself that well, is, I mean, dude, yeah, it's, it's what I just said in a different way. I mean, the, the wealthiest, most successful people, that I know and that, that I've met and that I'm around, they don't talk about money. They don't focus on money. They don't think about how much money they're going to make this week. You know, they focus on being amazing at what they do. They focus on being the best at what they do. They focus on providing the best product, the best service, the best solution, making people the happiest. And they don't talk about the money they're going to make. Like when you sit down and talk about somebody who's truly successful about business, you don't talk about, oh, man, hey, Joe, how much money are you going to make this year? That's not the conversation that happens. And I think because people, most people don't know that many truly successful people, they don't really understand this part of it. Like, they think, like, when I sit down with, like, let's say somebody who I'm friends with who's successful, uh, that we sit down and talk about money. That's not what we talk about. We talk about, dude, how's business? It's really cool, man. We've got this new program, uh, you know, my transformation starts today. We've got all these people who are getting results. We've got all these people who are losing weight. We've got all these people who are putting on muscle. Those are the, those are the things that we talk about. You know what I mean? You know, Oh dude, I got this awesome product that does this, this, and this, it, it, uh, it provides, you know, uh, this service or does this like, dude, the money is never even brought up. It's not even brought up. It's what it's impact. It's also implied too. Yeah. When you're talking about. Yeah, because we all understand. We all understand this concept. Right. Like we know that if we provide the value, the money's going to be there. So, but like, dude, if you sit down with an average dude and you talk about, and they they say, this is what they always say. Dude, I've got this fucking great idea. It's going to make so much money. If I, dude, if somebody says that to me, I already know where their brain is. They're not in it for the right reasons. And the right reasons are what make you money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So. You have to be very aware of the benefit you're providing because the benefit you're providing is what ultimately is going to make you the money. And, you know, the average thought process is just not that way. It's just not. So let me shift from making money or earning money to the effects that that has on people and i don't know if you remember this when we when we flew to utah for the uh there was some sean whalen um event and i got talking to chris your business partner and uh, i admitted to him that there was a part of me that was scared to make a lot of money because i thought it was going to change me and he said I, I i won't forget this he said do you think you're a good person now and I said, yeah, I, I tried to be. I tried to build up my character and everything. He said, then money's not going to change that. Right. So what do you, what, tell me your Dude, take on that. Dude, it just amplifies what's already there. You know, if you're, if you're a, a charitable person 
and you're giving away 20 bucks to somebody who's homeless, when you have $200 million in your bank account, you're not going to be giving away 20 bucks. You're giving away, you know, 2 million bucks. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's also why the people that, you know, are irresponsible with money when they don't really have that much and then they're given money, they lose it real quick because their spending habits that's don't a great change. Point. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Right. I mean, dude, it, it. I've never seen money change anybody. I think that's another justification slash myth right. of people who don't have any money talking about money. And if you don't have any money, you have no business talking about money. Right. Because <laughs> you don't have any fucking experience with so, it. So uh, there's a phrase you use, and I forget what it is. M- money is a, it's a, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a telephone. It's a money is a, Megaphone. megaphone. You say money is yeah, a mega- megaphone. Is. Yeah, to your life. Yeah, like it's just. It, you said it earlier. It amplifies you. Yeah. So okay, I, I think I remember. Re- I remember that show that they had back on years ago on you know like each true Hollywood story or whatever it was called, where it would get the the backstory of all these Hollywood stars who had you know basically gone off the deep end. And I remember one guy said that a lot of people are down on Hollywood stars because they think they're worse people than everybody else. He said they're not. There, some of them are good people, and when they get money, it gives them the freedom to be even better people, like to treat people better. But he said some of them are bad people, just like the other people. But now that they have money, they have the means to destroy themselves. Well, dude, look, a lot of people think that people with money are automatically obligated to be a role model. Mm-hmm. You're not obligated, like, dude. I get people telling me something. You're not. You're not a very good role model with all the cursing you do. I'm not trying to be a fucking role model. I'm a spreader. I'm a fucking distributor of reality. I'm not a role model. Dude, I do a lot of shit that isn't fucking role model worthy. I'm not a fucking role model. I'm a, I'm a guy who's going to tell you the truth. I'm a guy who's going to tell you what the fuck it's about. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to make fucking money, you want to earn money, you want to become successful, I'm going to fucking tell you how. But I'm not saying you should live like me. I'm not saying you should even be like me at all. I'm not a fucking role model. You know, like, who's that, Charles Barkley? Yeah. You know, like, dude. Great ad. These athletes, they don't have an obligation to be role models. They don't. People, people, now, you know, your average soccer mom will tell you they do because they make a lot of money and they're in the public eye. I disagree. These people are humans. They want to live their life the way they want to fucking live it. And just because they have the eyeballs on them doesn't mean they have to be a role model. That's your fucking pressure. You should be the fucking role model. You know, I'm sick of being fucking dad to your motherfucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Be the fucking dad yourself. Parents are definitely first line. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Your kids are looking at me to be a fucking role model. You got the wrong fucking dude, man. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do a lot of good shit, but dude, I'm a fucking idiot about a lot of things too. <laughs> like you don't want to get me, or you don't want to, you don't want to be around me when I have a couple fucking whiskeys. You know? <laughs> well, no, it's kind of fun. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> but I'm not. It's not role model behavior. You know, like. It's just, dude, I just get tired. The society's expectations are so fucking warped. Most people live in this in this bubble of like, we're spectators and these people are, are they're our entertainment and they're obligated to A, entertain us and B, also be a good person. No, they're not. They're not. Now, I think it's a good idea to be a good person. But those people are under no fucking obligation to set a standard that you should be setting for your own fucking kids. You know, oh, you're not a role model, Andy. No shit, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not trying to be. So it goes without saying that making or earning a lot of money gives you the opportunity to buy 
lots of things. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't you talk about that? Like, I love things. Yeah. So what's I, lo- I love. What's things. the best way to relate to all the material things that you can buy when you have money? What tell me? Tell me. Like, what have you learned? What's what might surprise I people? Anybody who says that they don't like material things is a fucking liar. <laughs> they are. They're fucking lying. Yeah. Everybody has material goals. Unless they've decided that they can't afford them or never will be able to afford them, and then, and then in that case, they 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 go back in their shell and they say, "Oh, I didn't want it anyway. I didn't really want that." You know what I mean? It's right. a fucking bullshit thing. Like, dude, material shit's awesome. Like, I love driving fucking to work in my cars. I love fucking wearing nice watches. I love all that shit. Like Gary V always poo poos on material shit, dude. What the fuck ever, man. You got five hundred thousand dollar floor seats to the fucking Knicks. You know. Don't talk to me about material shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you live in a fucking ten million dollar fucking flat in New York City. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I hear you. I, well, and- like, dude, I get what he's saying. He's saying the same shit I said for the first twenty minutes of the podcast. We're both tired of that. But to anybody who shits on material items as like, you know, their fucking stance is full of shit. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, you know, the dude likes big watches and nice cars. So what? That's what I fucking like. You know what I mean? I right. grew up watching rap videos. I want to fucking drive around and pretend I'm a rapper. When I'm not fucking working, what's wrong with that? Nothing. And I can afford it. So what the fuck difference does it make? You know, anybody who sits there and shits on your material goals doesn't have anything, doesn't have the means to afford those material goals. Because I'm going to tell you right now, dude, it's fucking awesome. You know, it's cool as fuck. And it inspires other people. Dude, every time I pull up to a gas station and get fucking gas in my Lamborghini, you know how many little kids come up and take pictures or want to sit in it or want to talk to me about it? A lot. And all those little kids are going to remember that shit, just like I did when I was eight years old. And they're going to think that maybe they won't become successful, but at least it'll give them some sort of ambition to go out and, and get their own little thing of success. And maybe it's not cars for you or watches. Maybe it's property. Maybe it's an amazing ranch with your family. Maybe it's amazing vacations. Maybe it's experiences. But the point of it is is that money provides a better quality of life, and nobody can fucking argue that. Well, and the thing that people don't realize when they don't have money is that money is relative. Like, a lot of them cannot understand that. So, oh, dude, their I $200 Nixon watch, you know, it took the same amount of their bank account that you know, percentage-wise, that your $50,000 watch right. took out. So. Right. Well, dude, and the, the other the other thing is, too, is that, like, and this is something else, people assume that because you drive a $600,000 fucking car that you've spent all your money on it. Like, dude, let me tell you something. People, Most of the people who are driving $600,000 cars and have, like, a garage full of them, uh, it's relative it, within their budget. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a great point. Yeah. Fucking car loans. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like like it's just weird how people fucking judge other people from the outside. But at the end of the day, like you know, the point here is this. Nothing bad comes from living a life and then enjoying material things. In fact, I from my experience, cuz a lot of people are like, "Well, who don't people just hate you for driving those fucking cars? I, I don't know. Maybe. If they do, it's not to my face. So what difference does it fucking make? All I know is that every time I pull up somewhere, a bunch of people come up and they're like, fuck, that's awesome, dude. What do you do? And then I tell them my story and they're like, fuck, that's awesome. Because I tell them from the beginning. And then I tell them what it took. And I tell them how long it took. And they're like, that is fucking awesome. And dude, you know what? A lot of those people walk away inspired. I can do that too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So what, you know, what's wrong with that? What's what's bad about that? Why does the average motherfucker driving a minivan hate that so much? I'll tell you why. Because they made decisions that weren't in line with what they really wanted. They made decisions that were in line with what society told them they should do, and now they're bitter. And, and more importantly, they're gonna they know that they're gonna continue to make those decisions. That's right. Every day. Yeah. They're gonna deep con- down they know they're they're not gonna change. No. Yeah. So they hate you because yeah. they hate themselves. Right. You know, so like I, I, I even made a post the other day about uh, you know, don't be afraid to use material things as leverage for your goals. Like, you know, Cars are a huge passion of mine. If I wasn't a fucking car guy, I don't know that I'd even be an entrepreneur because I knew I had to make a lot of money to fucking become uh, successful enough to drive the cars that I wanted to drive. So the, so when things were hard and things were tough and, and I wanted to quit, I always knew. I'm like, well, if you quit, you're not going to ever be able to drive Lambos and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's actually a great point because human beings are not we're not motivated by abstract concepts. We're motivated by concrete things. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there who just absolutely loves mathematics, but you're you're not going to most of us don't go into it because of some abstract love. We we go into it because we found some concrete application, which is why the visual the what is it? The vision boards. Yeah. Um the yeah, pictures of and, things and it, you want, and it you know, because like or dude, things that represent what you want. It's conflicting, right? Because like on one hand, I'm saying impact people, on the other hand, I'm saying buy material shit. And people are like, "Well, you're saying two different things." That's because it evolves. That's because it evolves. When you're fucking broke and you have nothing to hang on to and no real like hope of like what your life's going to be like, or or be you, you just can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Sometimes the only thing you have to hold on to is those material goals. You know what I mean? Right. Like, dude, one day I'm going to be able to buy this farm for my family and we're going to live there. Those dreams and those goals. And, you know, when you when you're going through a tough time and that's all you have, that's all you fucking have. And, dude, I could tell you those fucking goals and dreams of mine pulled me through situations a million times where I would have otherwise quit. But I knew that if I quit, there was zero chance that I would ever hit that. And and if I didn't quit, there was at least a 1% chance that I could still hit it. Right. And I hung on to that 1%. And then what, you know, what happens is eventually, and it evolves, right? You, you start to become successful. You start to make money. You start to have more things in your bank account, buy more shit, you know, do more cool things. And you start to realize that like, once you do so much cool shit, there's only so much cool shit you can do. And then you start to realize that what you really enjoy and what you really love is impacting other people and helping other people become successful. Like, dude, Jason, my right-hand guy here, just bought a brand new 2017 Audi R8 a week ago. I was way more excited for him to buy that car than I've been excited for me to buy any of my cars Mm -hmm. because that's what excites me now is seeing my guys become successful. Especially because it's been on his computer desktop for the past two years. Right, exactly. Yeah. And like, dude, it, you, so so your things evolve. But when you're when you're young, like most of the people are here, and you're not killing it financially successful, like a lot of the people are here, uh, you know, you, you that sometimes that's all you got is little dreams. And like for other people to come and tell you that you're materialistic or you're selfish or there's something wrong with you for wanting to drive a fucking Lamborghini or live in a big house or this or that is fucked up. Because what if that's all you got to hang on to? And that's the difference between you making $10 million over the course of your life or making $500,000 over the course of your life being broke. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So like absolutely, yeah. And and the guy who makes ten million dollars or twenty million dollars over the course of his life, or, or or even better, a couple million dollars a year, they come relatively successful financially. Small business guy, entrepreneur who wanted to drive a fucking Lamborghini. He got himself to where he's making a million and a half, two million dollars a year. Guess what he can afford to do? He can afford to give a lot of that away to other people and help build cool shit and like do cool shit for other people, for you know, for charities and all. Like a lot of good comes of that. A lot of jobs are created by that. And like people don't talk about that. All they talk about is the selfish asshole who wants to drive a fucking half million dollar car. Well, how much good is that other guy? How much good is that guy done for other people? You ever stop to think about that? Because most of the guys I know that drive the cars that I drive have given 10 times more of that away before they ever even bought that car. Right. But that's not talked about. You know what I mean? I I texted you about this the other day, and and, and I, I do want to bring it up. It's um, when you did that review of the GT, um, and I watched the whole thing. Was it like a half an hour? It, by the way, guys, if you haven't seen Andy's review of his new GT, it's awesome. It's on YouTube, our YouTube channel. But um, I was just struck by the fact that you just genuinely love cars. Like it wasn't didn't didn't seem to me at all like I'm bragging. I mean, there's probably a little bit of bragging in there because you know, but but. It was just like wow. I was really it bragging like, or was it telling the truth? Right, it was telling the truth, telling the truth, and and you're really excited about it. I contrast watching the, watching the comments were interesting because I said in the video, to- I, I totally blow agree. My fucking brains. No, but I said in the video, I own this car, this car, this car, this car, this car, and I've driven all these cars as a measuring stick to 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 put this car against. And then I went and talked about the new Ford GT for 34 minutes about the differences right. between that car and this car. It was amazing to me how many people wrote comments that perceived that as bragging. Right. When I was right. talking about other cars that I owned, when in reality I'm 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 edifying myself as somebody who's driven a lot of cars so I can give you the perspective of what this car is like to drive. And it was really interesting to me how many people perceive that as bragging. Right. Well, and that and, just goes to show you what we're talking about. Right. Here. No, and I and to clarify, that's not what I meant. I meant that when you're talking about, you know, when anybody's talking about their material possessions, there, there's probably a little bit of swag involved there. That's and yeah, there's nothing wrong with well, that. But the point that I want to make is, is that yeah, right. So the point that I want to make though is that there's just this genuine enjoyment. There's this genuine like this is kind of a foo-foo word, but joy. You know, you have, you take this joy in these things. No, that's that's a Vaughn word. Yeah, that's a Vaughn word. Yeah. Okay. So so but contrast that with people who they buy cars because, you know, they feel like they have to as like status symbols. And they're just kind of enslaved to that. And to me, what I love about like what I've what I've perceived about you since I've known you is all of these things are things that you just genuinely like yeah. and want. Yeah. And if they went not, away. Right. I fucking don't care. Right. And wouldn't you say that's the best way to enjoy material things? Yeah. I'm not defined by that shit. Right. And any of my friends will tell you that. Like, dude. Most of the people I hang out with are not on the same level financially as me or even close. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit doesn't define me. My, the amount of money I make doesn't define me. The shit that I have, where I live, it doesn't define who I am and it shouldn't for you either. You know what I mean? It should right. be something to, to compliment you. It should be something to help you enjoy your life more. You know, like, dude, when I go out with my friends, I always pick up the tab. I love that. I don't look at it like a burden. I'm loved that I'm in a position to do that. Because most of my friends work here and they earn fucking, you know, they they work their 
fucking asses off for me. So I'm happy to do it. I don't see money as defining me, but I do see it as a measuring stick on where I am in my career. So in a way, like I yeah, look no, at, I get that. Like I like, dude, it's like it's, I don't even like talking about. Like I have a nice car, but I don't like talking about it right. because it's not what I want. Right. No, no, no. I I get that totally, dude. Like like, it could definitely be a, a way that you rate yourself. And I think the most competitive people always rate themselves on how much money they make. Um, you know, like I want to be the fucking highest paid CEO of any nutrition company on the earth, not because. I need the money, but because I know that if I'm making the most money, I know in my heart that all my guys are making money first. All, all our reps are making money. We're doing well. We're changing people's lives. We're impacting people. And it's a reflection of the job that I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get like, that. Dude, I, I give away I, a lot of money. Like a lot. So you're saying like that's that's an indication, Tyler, of where you're at and yeah, reali- real, realizing yeah. your, your, your own full potential. Which, right. by the way, you yeah. rank it pretty high because you could pay a lot of money. <laughs> not enough <laughs> <laughs> well let me let me go back to something you touched on because i think but this no is dude su- I, you know what i think though to that point is i think that when you're when you're kind of establishing yourself as as um at like like dude people think like and dude you're an awesome videographer but people don't realize is that you just kind of learned how to do that in the last two or three years like you didn't come in here knowing how to do that no so there's a there's a as good as you are and you're fucking great but there's a self-belief edifying piece to that puzzle where you have to like rate yourself. And, you know, as you're coming up, like I don't, like Tyler's a humble dude. Like, like you know, I think Tyler's a lot better at what he does than what he thinks he is. Um, but, you know, when you're trying to earn your place in this, in the ranking of the big picture, you know, money is a lot of times a way to rank it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, I think once you start making an, once you start making, you know, enough, eventually you cross a line where it doesn't. That's not how you rank. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, Although I, I would never in a million years call you a videographer. That's something that people do at no, we, but weddings. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I call Tyler yeah. a producer, or director. Well, yeah, but he knows. You know what I mean? I know. I, I know. I do. I know. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. But like you know, it's natural to rank against this or that. Sure. Like if you're competitive at all, you're going to rank everything. Like you're going to compete in everything. I think that I don't think I think that's going to make you unhappy long term. I think if you're always going to be uh, the guy comparing yourself to other people, you're going to be unhappy. Like, dude, I got people I know that are the same age as me that make fucking ten times as much money as me. You know what I mean? And like, dude, I get caught up and like I'm like, fuck, I'm way behind. Like, but you know what? <laughs> I. I also, then I have to stop and say, well, you know what? I, I started from a real zero, like real zero. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't walk into a business that somebody else owned. I'm not a third generation owner. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't start at the same place some of these other guys started. So how can I compare myself to that person when it comes to money? You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You've talked about that before. Yeah. You just can't, you have to be the measure of your own success. Right. You just can't compare yourself. Right. It's not fair. Um, so, as I was saying, I want to get back to a point that you were making that you said that if a, if a guy buys a $600,000 uh, car, we still don't understand that that's probably well within his budget. And so, uh, I was looking over your notes here, and this is a great point to make is that you say people who are wealthy and know how to stay wealthy understand that no amount of money in the bank suddenly gives you the freedom to be financially irresponsible. 
So he, uh, he said, consistently wasting money will catch up with you, yeah. whether you have $100 in the bank or $100 million. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think, so here's something that I think, when I, when I read that note, I don't know if you remember this, but a couple years ago, you posted about getting a speeding ticket. It was like a $200 speeding ticket. Right. And somebody said, uh, no big deal, right, Andy? It's only $200. Meaning, <laughs> yeah, and, and your response was awesome. He was like, you said... No, it's two hundred dollars. It's two hundred dollars that are wasted. So just because I make, you know, a million dollars doesn't doesn't mean I can just say, oh, it's two hundred dollars. I don't want to waste it. You know, a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, man. Right, dollars a dollar. Right, and, and I know exactly what I said to that guy. Yeah, I said two hundred dollars, two hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and like, dude, that's that's reflective of somebody's mentality that they're just going to piss money away. Right, like once you get to a certain amount yeah. of money, you can just start pissing well, it away. No. Like, yeah, dude, I buy the shit I like, but other than that, I'm frugal. Yeah. For real, like, dude, I don't spend money on I don't spend money on clothes. I don't wear fashionable shit. Like, I don't. I mean, besides a watch, but like, I don't have like. It's gonna sound weird to people, but I don't really have expensive tastes. Like, I don't. I don't need to go. Like, I go to the same fucking bar every time I go to eat. Right. I drink fucking beer. You know, I'm not drinking right. two thousand dollar bottles of wine, and then taking my watch and sticking it on the wine on the neck of the wine bottle and taking a picture at fucking dinner. Like all these douche. <laughs> turds do on the fucking internet my wife loves the fact that emily goes to aldi dude that's she's a coupon clipper yeah 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 so let's see here um i think at the end of the day man it just comes down to this like you need to really evaluate and come to terms with how you feel about money and ask yourself why you feel that way like why if you think money's evil why if you think money's a bad thing why if you're not making money why are you not making money because money, you should have a lot of money. You, Everybody listening to this podcast should have a lot of fucking money. Because if you're doing the right thing, if you're out providing value, if you're doing good for other people, if you're providing a product, a service uh, that helps people, that makes people happy, that gets people excited and makes their lives better, you're going to make money. So why the fuck shouldn't you have a lot of money? Because the only way to make money right now is by doing the morally correct thing and improving other people's lives. So why shouldn't you have a lot of money? The only reason you don't have a lot of money is because you're not fucking doing that. Why aren't you doing that? And don't you think that you, by you not doing that, you're not living up to your potential? And if you're not living up to your potential, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you even, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Let's cut the bullshit. You know, let's stop with the fucking... Let's stop with the excuses of, you know, oh, well, I don't need money or money doesn't make me happy. Motherfucker, money makes everybody happier. It really does. Do you see people self-destruct because they got money? Absolutely. But that's because they were already fucked up when they started. You know what I mean? Like, dude, people like to look at these extreme situations and attach that as the whole. Like, oh, it fucking ruins you. It makes you this. It makes you that. Dude, I went to a church service for Enzo's baptism and the, the fucking preacher, it was a Lutheran, what do they call the Lutheran guys? Preacher? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, whatever. He's up there talking about, like, dude, you know, I am I roll in, drive my, you know, it's a nice event, right? Right. Like, I drive my fucking rolls, I fucking roll up, uh, you know, and I give money to the church, I still give money to that church. But, like, uh, you know, I drive up, I'm driving the fucking rolls, I'm wearing a fucking suit that costs, like, five grand. You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing right. a watch that costs 40 grand. You know, I think I'm pimping, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm looking good. It's Enzo's baptism. That's how us Italian people yeah, do this shit. Right. So, 
I'm rolling in, and the fucking guy, I'm sitting in the front row, and this dude had to have fucking known me or something. He goes on for like a 30-minute fucking spiel about how uh, in the Bible, and you could probably know this quote, but the the a camel has a better chance of going through the head of a needle than a rich man getting into heaven or some quote like that. Mm, yeah. Is that a quote? Yeah. Is that the quote? Yeah, but there's a context. Okay. Yeah. So he says this quote and he starts talking about it like it's literal. Like, like, dude, like, and I swear he looked at me like 20 times, like right at me, <laughs> like right at me. And I'm like, how the fuck does this guy know I'm here? And you know, what, what are the chances he's going to give this talk and look right at me while I'm sitting here and dude, I'm getting pissed. I'm not like, like, he's not like forcing me to question myself. I'm getting angry. Cause I just wrote a fucking gigantic check to charity like three days earlier, like more than that motherfucker will ever give. You know what I'm saying? And I start going through my head. I start going through my head of all the good shit I've done, like all the great shit I've done for other people, which is, you know, and, and fuck yeah, it's bragging a lot. I've done a lot, a fucking lot. You know why? Cause I like it. It makes me feel good. And I feel an obligation. And you know what? When I used to say my prayers, when I was broke as fuck, I used to always say this. I say, God, if you help me be successful, I promise I'll do the right thing and help other people with it. And I said that for 20 fucking years before I went to bed. And you know what? I'm trying to hold up my fucking end of the deal. And then I got this motherfucker standing in front of the fucking church telling me all this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, dude, I seriously wanted to get up and punch him in the fucking face. Like, but my point here, Vaughn, yeah. is even this fucking guy who is supposed to be the head of a church is judging, which is what you're not supposed to do, me without knowing anything because he saw me drive up in a fucking Rolls Royce, having no clue what I've done outside of other than drive the Rolls Royce. Now, that's broke motherfucking mentality. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I wasn't there, so I don't no, know. No, but, 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 but dude, yeah. I even said to my brother, I said, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, oh, and it was, uh, you know, that was just as, I'm like, bullshit. That motherfucker was like looking at me and pointing at me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck, bro? Like, I've fucking done more good in my 37 years than you've probably done your entire fucking 70-year-old life. And you're going to judge me because I drive a nice car? Fuck you. I don't care if you're with the church or not. Well, amazingly, or maybe not amazingly, Really, the the Bible's view of money is that it can be something that keeps you from God if you put your hope in money instead of God. But the flip side is that it can be a tremendous tool for good. Dude, who that's, pays for all these missions? Right. Who pays for all? Right. The, yeah, dude, that's the yeah. ultimate fucking funniest thing ever. All these motherfuckers that go on missions, and God bless you guys, but you all talk about money like it's bad. Oh, I'm, I'm going on these missions, you know, because that's what I care about. I don't care about money. Well, who the fuck pays for your missions? Motherfuckers right. like me. Right. But those are people who are, they think they know what the Bible says, but they're not reading the whole Bible. I mean, Jesus has a parable where basically the guy who, who actually is commended above everybody else is the guy who took a little bit of money and made a lot with it. It's the parable of the good steward. It's basically... This guy so went away. So why do he all gave... these people, Vaughn? You you have extensive history in the church. Yeah. If you're a first time listener, Vaughn is known as the pastor of disaster because <laughs> he used to be a pastor. How right. many years were you pastor? I was 10, 10, 10 years. All right, ten years yeah. a pastor, extremely well versed, still involved in, in in church and teaching Bible and all these things. Why do people think this way? 
let's turn the tables and let me ask you. Why do I think people think what? Why do these people who think that it's a why do they think it is a why do they think it is a it has to be one or the other? It has to be God or money, or it has to be being a good person or money. It can't right. be both. Why is that? Well, I think for one thing, they they read a passage in the in the Bible and they assume they they know what it means. So you haven't you have a, a a passage like you cannot serve God and money. Okay. And so they jump on that and say, Oh wait, so I have to make a choice. I either, I either am committed to God uh, or, or if, if I, if I earn money, that means I'm not committed to God and they're not really reading it correctly. Cause the idea is you, you, you can either serve God or you can serve money. Well, serving money would mean that everything you did in your life was just for your own riches and your own personal advance. That's what Jesus means by that. Okay, he's now, not saying. Now I'll be the first guy to say there yeah. are people like that. Yeah, 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 and that's what I'm saying. It, well, to me, Andy, and maybe this is maybe this is a no. I want oh, you to answer. Maybe this is an oversimplification. No, this is a better thing for you to talk about than me. Okay, but to me, maybe this is an oversimplification, and I'm going to bring a, a, a very uh, hot button political issue into the uh, into the in the discussion. But the issue of Second Amendment gun rights. Okay, uh-huh. uh, once again. Are guns bad? No. You give a That's gun. That's like saying a fucking is a spoon bad, right? A spoon makes exactly. people fat. And there are people that want to. They want to ban guns. They want to ban everything. You know, every every conceivable gun. They want to. You know, multiply gun laws. And they had the wrong emphasis. The problem is not the gun. The problem is the person wielding the gun. And that's the issue with with uh, yeah. With but see, money. that's too hard to correct. Uh, frankly, there's an Old right. Testament passage that actually in the Proverbs that actually says, "Do everything you can to make as much money, uh, because you can basically get things done." I mean, that's in the Book of Proverbs. So, I think money is one of those things. It's kind of like you said. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a megaphone. It brings out what's already there. And, uh, so you're and, saying, and listen, so you're money, saying, listen, money, money can tempt people in the sense that it, it can cause you to do some crazy things, but it's it doesn't like cause, what? Well, what I'm saying is it doesn't cause you because there's something inherently wrong. Well, with like, but like the, what? Like, well, I'm like, saying give me, like, give me an uh, example. Well, okay, I mean, I'll give you a really personal example. Is that uh, someone that I know, someone in my extended family, um, uh, his dad just died, and so. All the people are fighting over this money, and they're just like, it's breaking down all of the relationships. Well, is the problem money? No, but the money provided the impetus for all that stuff to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm not, I, 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 again, I think, I think it comes down to, if you look at, from Genesis to Revelation, if you look at the Bible, what does the Bible say about money? It's, it can be a real force for good. It brings out what's in your character. But yeah, if you're a bad person or, or if you allow yourself to be corrupted by the love of money, then yeah, it can do bad things too. I love money. Well, <laughs> I fucking love money. Right. But you have said yourself you love money because of what it allows you to do. Yeah. But, right. But, but I have a, a very firm understanding that is concrete and that the only way I can earn money is by helping other people. Right. Right. And that, for that reason, that's why I love money. Right. Because I look at the money as a fucking gauge of how much good I did. Right. People, when I say that, people don't believe me. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just some bullshit you say. No, it's not. Come right. to one of our meetings. I don't come in my meeting and say, hey, motherfuckers, sell shit. Right. Let's sell, let's force some shit down some people's throat. What did I say yesterday for an hour and a half over and over and over again about helping people? That's that's how we're going to be a multi-billion dollar brand. Right. Right. We're the only way we can fucking build a billion dollar brand is by impacting 
more and more and more and more people. Right. Which means every person matters. Which means, and and you fucking, I said this exact quote. I said, I don't care if they fucking spend $20 or if they spend two hundred or $20,000. They're equally as important because their perspective of our company matters. And the only way that we can get a great perspective of our company is by solving the problems above and beyond their expectations every time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it and and dude, I teach our people that. Like right. like I I tell people this and I talk about this when I go speak and people are like, "Oh, it can't be that easy." I don't know, it is for us. <laughs> yeah. There's a flip side of this, though, that I really want to share with you, and that is this. If somebody comes to the average person, let's say that they're a, they're a booster or they're, they're some sort of um, f- fundraiser for, let's say, University of Missouri, and they come to you and they say, Andy, we, we really want you to give a you know, million dollars so we can, we can build new box seats on the, on the stadium. Nobody gets offended by that. But then when a pastor says, hey, guys— we're really trying to earn a, a million dollars to do some special things in ministry. People get all pissed. Oh, you you religious people shouldn't be talking about money. And it's and, and that happens I didn't, I didn't all the time. That. that used to happen all the time with us. Really? Yeah. And and I get like, you know, I'm Catholic now. So what I get is, oh, the Catholic Church is all about money. And I want to say, okay, listen, here's the facts. The facts are that a very small percentage of money goes to the operating budget of the Catholic Church. The rest of that stuff goes directly into ministry to people. So don't give me like People have no problem spending lots of money. Well, you know for, what the fucking church needs? What? It needs somebody to say it just like that. Well, you're right. Because that, that, that guys, is true. Dude, all these guys, they, dude, I mean, let's be real, dude. Like, church is it's a fucking joke, okay? You walk in and like, dude, I'm not shitting on anybody's religious <laughs> beliefs because I have my own beliefs. I believe in God and, and everything. And I, I, But I mean, let's be real. No, the church isn't a joke. The way people behave in church is a joke. Like... Oh, uh, you know they could be in the parking lot being like fuck you know having a big argument with their wife saying you know fuck you bitch blah 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 and then pretending they pretending for an hour they walk in <laughs> church and they got like their fucking suits on and they you know oh hey it's hey it's it's really good to see you oh yeah and it, it's like this fake like happiness to be there like and i'm i'm oh i'm so i'm such a good person now that i'm in the lord's house motherfucker that's not the point <laughs> The point is to be a good person when you're in everybody's house. Absolutely. You know what I mean? 100%. And, yeah. and dude, that's why I don't go to church because I can't stand the fakeness of the people when they're in there. It's truth. You know what I mean? So what you guys need is you need somebody to stand up and give the real deal and say, hey, look, we're not getting rich here. Look at me. I'm wearing my fucking potato sack every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I live with a bunch of other dudes over here in the, in the house. We're not ballers. We need your money. Because that's how we operate, and this is what we do with it. You guys Just being don't, down to earth. Yes. Yeah. But you, but you don't do that. You guys ask the way the way the church asks for it is so cheesy. It, it's just not taken the right way. I think. Like you're if right. I was a priest, I'd be in there and say, "Hey, look, motherfuckers." <laughs> you say it exactly. Jesus like that. needs some fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so dig in that motherfucking pocket. Well, and get your motherfucking wallet out. All right. So alligator let me, arms. Let, let me let me say one more thing in response to what you just said. I totally agree. I totally agree from the standpoint that people go into a church and they act like they are, they they have it all together. I I you know. Do I you th- know that if we had a podcast with Jesus, how he would be a fan of our podcast? I think he would. He would laugh his ass off. Yeah. Well, you know when I when I because Jesus I, has a sense of humor. He he does. But you know what? It's so but I'm, I'm gonna, just saying like if Jesus came to our podcast and we had him on. Do you know how much fun I'd have trolling Jesus? 
he would laugh his fucking ass off. And then he'd be like, you're automatically in. <laughs> yeah. You're in, I don't bro, know about that. Because uh, I want to hang out with you. But listen, what, uh, speaking of Jesus, this is what I tell everybody. Okay, so so people sometimes ask me, you used to be a pastor, what's your favorite, you know, part of the Bible. I said, honestly, there's a there's a story that Jesus tells is about two guys. One guy's super, super religious. He got all the flowing robes and everything. And again, I'm not, I'm not, you, you know, I'm not against well, Dude, I mean, look, as, as, just a tell Catholic, the story. as a Catholic, I'm not against just flowing the story. robes. Okay, so the first guy, he's on the edge of the corner. He's on the corner. Money, of, money, money, money. <laughs> how do we get on money. this? But uh on the on the guy on the corner of the street and he's got all the flowing robes, and he's out there in front of everybody praying because he wants everybody to see him pray. Yeah. And so he's like, and his prayer is literally this, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I thank you that I do this and that and this and that. And so the word I occurs a lot in, in his prayer. And so then Jesus says, well, then there's another guy who's a tax collector who in that day was like the worst possible person. It'd be like a journalist today, yeah. in my opinion, because journalists have, have gone off the deep yeah. end. They're not, you know, fake yeah. news. Yeah. So, fake news. So, so, right. So the other guy is a tax collector, and the other guy says, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And he can't even look to heaven because he just knows that he sucks, you know, and he needs the grace of God. Dude. So I tell people, that's my favorite. I mean, that's... That's what it is. It's humility. It's saying, I need God. Dude, I need, and I, Jesus every day, provides Every that. time I pray, I always fucking say, always, like, hey, I need some strength to be a better dude. Yeah. For real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Honestly, that's kind of one of my, my uh, what's the word, my reliefs in not being a pastor anymore, because I suck. I'm not a good dude. No, that's I being mean, humble, man. That's, well, hum- that's that's being a human. Yeah, but, but, but in, in, in if all If you weren't human, if, if you weren't human, humanity is about being imperfect. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, you know, I bottom, really bottom cool line ta- with the money. I had a really thing. cool talk uh, with my friend last night, uh, Jay, who is at Live Rich Media. He's on Instagram, and he's a photographer. A I don't know anything about Live Rich Media. Okay, yeah, nothing. you do. Nothing. You fucking liar. I know nothing. So, dude, Live Rich shoots all the Instagram models. Like yeah. all day long, he's around all these hot chicks, and people don't realize that he used to be a preacher, like a lot like you. Wow. Yeah, and. um we always get these interesting conversations. And last night we were, this is funny that this came up, but last night we were talking about, you know, what makes people human and it's being imperfect. You know what I mean? Like you can't be perfect. It's impossible. You could try to be perfect, but, and that's the goal you should be. You should try to be perfect, but you're not going to be, and you shouldn't judge yourself so harshly. I think people beat themselves up way too much. Well, but that, I mean, the flip side of that is I, that's also why as a pastor, I told people you don't earn your way to heaven. You you don't. That's you said that you said the nature of the nature of humanity is that we're gonna, we're all falling short, right? Well, yeah, right. So to me, I'm not earning my way to heaven. I'm entrusting myself to well, the mercy I'm, of God I, and Jesus. See, my goal is to have Jesus on the podcast, <laughs> and we well, have me. That's pretty close, and make him laugh so much that he just wants me in heaven so that I can make him laugh. <laughs> so Jesus, come be on the podcast, bro. It'd be yeah. it'd be one for all times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 would be uh that would be pretty amazing. If I could pick any one person to be on the podcast, I think it would be him. No, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, because yeah. I think it, we we could make him laugh. He could turn water into wine, so we could have a lot to drink. Yeah. That, yeah. Dude, you know that dude has a sense of humor. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, a lot of his a lot I mean, of look, his. Dude, uh, he made Tyler. He doesn't. He, doesn't, you he don't made Tyler. Know. He made male rompers. <laughs> Yeah, you know made, what I'm saying? You, you were doing pretty well when you started with he made Tyler. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he he invented really short salmon shorts for us to make fun of. Oh, he didn't invent that. Well, who put the fucking idea in his head? Right. That was Jesus. Right. I think that's right. Whoa, I don't know. Jesus came up with male rompers. 
That's pretty know, sacrilegious. Jesus had a, Jesus had a weird uh, weird dress code, man. <laughs> he did. You know what I'm saying? Like he was With in the robes? weird shit. That the robes. Yeah. Yeah. How did we get on this? I don't know. But bottom this is, line is money. Is not inherently evil. No, it is. And it you is what you do with it, and how you regard it, and how how you and allow it. And I'm si- and, and and to wrap up everything else. I know this is kind of a rambling podcast, but to wrap up everything else, quit being a fake motherfucker, man. Like, don't act like you have all the answers. You ain't built anything. And if you have built something, feel free to share your knowledge of what you've learned through the experience. But but when you're 22 years old, you haven't built anything. You haven't. It's just a fact doesn't mean you're wrong there's something wrong with you but by pretending to talk about all the success you have doesn't mean you're going to have success you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah dude i had i see this i see this one kid online who's had a business for a year and he talks as if he's had a business for like fucking 20 years mm-hmm. and he's always like giving out these business advices and all this shit and i'm like bro you don't even know this shit yet like you haven't been stomped on and, and and you haven't been choked out and you haven't had a major competitor come after you and try to fucking destroy you and all you're doing by by talking like that is making yourself a target you know what i mean right like when you're talking about like all this success stuff and you've never really had any of this these lessons to me what i see as a competitor is i see uh okay well this kid thinks he knows a lot more than he really knows and he'd be really easy to fucking take out mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah you're 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 showing yourselves weakness he's got to learn and nothing teaches like experience that's the truth yeah so what's <laughs> the theme of this podcast well i thought it was money but then it was jesus yeah that's good it's all you know actually the jesus talked about two things uh the jesus more than anything else hell and money true true story wait what Jesus talked about two things more than anything else: hell and money. Uh, I don't. What do you, I don't get the relevance of that statement. Because we started talking about money, and now we're talking about Jesus. Oh, but where's the hell come in? <laughs> I well, know. I don't know where does it come in. You know what? That, you know what? Your last statement reminded me of is that story about when uh, we had a competitor show up at an event, and they brought. Uh, they were like undercutting. Oh, yeah. Everything. And so yeah. you're like, I want you guys to go back to the warehouse, grab every single fucking product that they have, and we're going to give it away for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, dude, so this guy that we used to compete with. Yeah, yeah. Who's, I don't even know if he's in business anymore. He he showed up one time. We were at this trade show, and he showed up with a booth, and it's, you know, it said, uh, I think at the time we were doing like 30 million, like, you know, not, not like we're doing now, but still doing all right. Right. And, uh... He showed up with this banner that said, it said, uh, don't go to the other guys, come to us, cheapest prices in town or something like that. Because our, our slogan used to be cheapest prices in the country. Hmm. And his was like, cheapest prices in the world. Like he just blatantly, like it was a- One up in you. It was a blatant yeah, right. stab at us. Right. And we were at the show. And he's got all these products and he's selling them and this and that. And I, I walk in and I see the booth and I'm like, dude, fuck this guy. And so I told my guys to go back to the warehouse. I said, get all the products he has. And I said, just give them away for free, as much as people want. And so they went back. They got the warehouse. They got all the shit. They gave away the product for free. And that dude had to fucking, you know, he like threw a fit. Like he threw shit on the ground. He like got all pissed off and he left. Wow. It's like, well, dude, you know what? Know your fucking place. Don't talk shit when you can't back it up. And did he not paint a target? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for life. You know, like, dude, when you're when you're the low guy on the totem pole, you should fly under the radar. Otherwise, you end up getting stomped on. Right. 
Right. You know. So, uh, guys, if you haven't, I don't can't even imagine you haven't already done this. But if you haven't connected with Andy yet on social media, it's at Andy Frisella on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Andrew Frisella. That's right. And then it's the first uh, time you ever got it right. Yeah, I know. And then uh, if you haven't checked out our website, which again I can't imagine you haven't done that, but the mfceo.com. You you can actually also type in andyfrasella.com and it'll reroute to the mfceo. Um, just a reminder: we have uh, Andy's Otis and Charlie book one of the uh, children's books is still available on Amazon. We're going to come out with book two real soon, so get excited about that. And then anything else? Yeah, the bottom line is this, guys: is that you have to, if you want to make money, which I know all of you guys do, or earn money, you've got to understand this one concept. If you're trying to scam people, if you think you're going to trick people, if you think you're going to, uh, you know, pull one over on the average customer, you cannot do that anymore. It's not going to work. You're you're buying into old business practices that are becoming extinct. And for you to make yourself successful to a point where you're earning money, and that means trading something of extreme value, making someone's life better so that you can actually get paid, you're going to have to legitimately follow through on making someone's life better through a product, through a service, through a solution, through solving a problem. And if you do anything less than that, you're going to be out of fucking business. That's the bottom line. And if you do it better than everyone else, you're going to have a big fat fucking bank account. Okay, so quit thinking about scamming people and start thinking about really helping people and you'll come up with, you know, what is the real success formula.